Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me again is JD. How are you, mate? Fantastic, mate. How are yourself? Good, good. After the weekend, busy, 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 watching lots of racing. Um, supercars and Formula One on at good times for us, so that was fantastic. It, it was. It was a pretty full-on weekend with four day another four-day round. Yes. Back, back. They should all be like this, I reckon. Four days. <laughs> Thursdays are hard to watch, man. I'll sit at my desk with my phone up against a little Bluetooth <laughs> speaker trying to like enter orders and doing work and listening to, listening to it. And yeah, yeah. Just I, not I had it going watch. in the workshop as well, yeah, listening to practice, seeing what was going on. Uh, obviously, supercars, Porsche, and uh, the other support categories. It was pretty cool. Mm, it really was. Um, so let's let's jump straight into it. What what do we want to kick it off with? Do we want to talk about support categories? Or do we want to talk about supercars? Ah, uh, I don't know. What do you want to do? I well, reckon we knock the supports out of the way. Supports out of the way. All right. All right. So well, big one for us. Big obviously. one. Territory boy Thomas Maxwell um, did another fantastic job in the Porsches. He's actually. I think he's adapting to these cars really well. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, uh, a really, really strong um, race over the weekend. He had lots of well, all all weekend. He did a really good, uh, really, really good job. Um, but he had one particular in, that stood out for me, and he did one of the best passes I've seen in a oh, Porsche for a long time. That race too. Yeah, 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 that was fantastic. Yeah, had the thing all. All bar locked up completely, uh, sliding up the inside. Didn't flat spot any tires, but managed to get her up there without making any contact. Um, did a fantastic job with that. It was, was that good? You even messaged him personally and <laughs> said that was a fantastic pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave me a bit of the on-car footage. Um, I'll actually hit him up and see if we can put it on our Facebook page. But yeah, that, a bit of the on-car footage with the data sort of on the bottom and you can see it's it's all squirrely, and you can hear the the chatter from the transmission. It's it's under rotating at the rear, and he's steering it, and managed to keep it all under control, and uh, got a turned, and mm. yeah, made up a good place. Ended up bringing it home in fifth position. I yeah, suppose. well, every time I've seen him, he's always like fifth or sixth. Like he's always finishing in the top ten, and this. Yeah, well, and he's science. looking good too because he's he's not finishing, uh, you know, sixth and then two minutes to the next car no, the road. Right he's right on right the back of the pack yeah, of, yeah. Like, you know, the fourth, fifth, and sixth cars. So it's it's amazing how quickly he's adapted to the cars. Because be considering the caliber of drivers in, in that field. Well, yeah, so the car that he actually passed, uh, he passed two cars and one straight for that. Mm. Um, but anyway, was uh, one of them was the wall boy that's won a championship in that field. So yeah. he's done it. You know, he's not passing nobodies. Um, and, it, you know, it's a really, really good effort. Did we get any of the other support categories? No, they weren't weren't broadcasting. broadcasting. It on I itself. wasn't actually super stoked with KO Sports to be honest this weekend. Was it glitching for you? You couldn't when you open up the app, right? You can go to Motorsport and then you can click on like Supercars, Formula One, or whatever, and it's like here's the race, and you click on that. And every time I clicked on it, it said, "Oh, oops, something went wrong. Try again later." So I missed practice one in the Supercars. Yeah, okay. I even got on Twitter. I don't never get on Twitter. I got on Twitter, took a screenshot, tagged KO Sport in it and said, what the hell, guys? Why can't I watch the supercars? Mm. They go, oh, please email email help at KO Sports or whatever. And I, I'm, I'm messaging Mitch, you know, friend of the show, co-host. Yep. And I basically said, I was telling him what I was doing and I wrote this email to KO Sports going, I miss all of P1, like practice one in the supercars on Melbourne. You know, what's the point of watching the rest of the weekend if you miss practice one? Practice one's important. <laughs> Give me a free month. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and they come back part. and said, watch it on channel f- channel 506. So I had to watch it 
on Channel 5. I couldn't just go straight to, or 506. I couldn't go straight to the supercar section all weekend. Formula 1 V8 supercars did not work for me. Yeah, okay. So you had to actually go to the channel to yeah. watch it. I wasn't, I wasn't happy. I was like, why do you call it Netflix of sport? If I, I, can't I had a fair few dropouts on my Foxtel, but I think that was... Mitch sent us a message hot. saying, right at the end of the Formula One race, with yeah, the last I lap, I oh, buffering, dropped out, and like, he's, he's, I know what his internet speed is, and I'll, I'll tell everyone, so 100 up, 40, uh, 100 down, 40 up. Yeah. It's exactly like the internet that I've got here. Yeah, it's I'm, good. It's not my connection, internet, it's not our internet connection is the reason why we can't stream it. Yeah. But so I wasn't super stoked with that. Did still get to watch it all once they got back to me. And they did get back to me within an hour. That's but, you good. know, I missed, missed practice one. And I just don't know what the point is. If you miss practice one, that's basically <laughs> the whole weekend gone. Oh, well, you didn't catch the rest of it then? No. No, none of it? No, nah, none not of it. The, the, not the bit where you come home with three points and me zero. And you would have got four, actually, if it wasn't for a certain event, but we'll get into that. Moss, <laughs> if it wasn't for Waters. Yeah, careful there. Careful throwing the name around. <laughs> anyway. Your guy, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Anyway. All right, so well done to Thomas. Congrats. Oh, and another little off-topic. Um, local IP. Yeah. Friend of the show. Yeah. Jake Burgess. Yeah. Zero to 100 Motorsport. His car looks quite nice now. It does. Dropped it around to the workshop. We we're working on the go-kart last night, and he come around and is all stick it up. Yep. Sitting in, in one of the bays at the moment. Yep. It's getting prepped for this weekend. Uh, they're going racing uh, in the, the first round of the championship on Sunday. Mm. So, yeah. so he said he might pop down and watch me do my first race in the kart, so I might pop down and watch him do his first race. Well, you maybe, maybe you can pick crew for each other, and I can go home. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got a very busy weekend you, ahead you of me. You do have a very busy weekend. <laughs> pick crewing for us. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it does look good, and, you know, good luck to Jake. So yep. we'll jump into that. All right, supercars. Oh. We're, we're kicking through. I mean, we, we're not even going to touch on news. We'll just go straight into it. Let's talk about center of gravity. Center of gravity. What is that, Michael? What is that? What's going on in supercars to do with center of gravity? Is there a certain team that's unhappy with another team winning? Oh, Barry Ryan from <laughs> Erebus has come out. And uh, you wouldn't go the obvious one, would you? I led uh, right into it too. Matt, Matt Stone actually come out too and said it. Um, uh, true team player here. He's not going to throw the boss under the bus. <laughs> mate. I'm reading the comments online, and there was an article on Speed Cafe that... Roland did, Dane! <laughs> ...did not even mention RD, right? Oh, okay. RD okay. wasn't even in the article. <laughs> yeah. It didn't even say Triple Eight. It was Barry Ryan, um, I think Todd Kelly may have said something, and Matt Stone. Yeah. All the comments were like, well, why is RD so unhappy? He had the chance to do it. Rah, 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 rah. I'm like, he didn't mention this in the article. The thing is, Triple Eight were the ones that opened this this can of worms. They were the ones that first went to Composite Guards and started messing around with their center of gravity. Yeah, yeah. But of course. they didn't think of it to the extent that DJR, Ford Performance US, and Tickford Racing did. Well, it's interesting to look at the. We've heard rumors come out this week of uh, certain tricks that have been used on, say. No, maybe not all the Mustangs, but definitely the DJR cars, where they've found a tricky yeah, way to get a bit lower a heavy weight. Exhaust, very very heavy exhaust. Um, you know, the, 
we're talking not you know ten percent heavier or twenty percent heavier. We're talking hundreds of percent heavier. Do you know um, what the Le Mans cars do? They no. actually will have heavier bolts at the lower end of the car, and as they go higher up, yeah. the weight of the bolts will dramatically decrease. There you go to hit minimum weight, but mm-hmm. keep it low. Keep the weight low, but have light bolts up the top, heavy bolts down the bottom. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, it's it's to that uh, level that it, obviously the Penske uh, DJR team have gone with their cars. I don't know about the Tickford cars. We we don't haven't heard any reports on them. But they're still going all right. They're like, going seriously. Very, very Mostert well. was fantastic this weekend. Hats off to him. Yep, so you had, um, obviously, the, the Mustangs in general were looking very strong all weekend. Um, it'll be interesting to see. They've done, they obviously did the test uh, yesterday, I think it was, wasn't it? There was, yep. A test at the um, Kelly Racing yep. Shed workshop. Okay, so it'll be interesting to see what comes from this. Um, ten cars. Ten cars. So they must have had, what, a couple of Commodores, a couple, couple of Nissans. A couple of Commodores, a couple of Nissans, and obviously. a couple of... Probably the two different teams of the Ford, like mm. Mustangs. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. It, it will. I'm sure it won't take too long. I'm sure we'll know before next meeting. Oh, yeah. And I guarantee as soon as they find out if the... Because now there's calls for teams going, do we need to regulate the center of gravity? Because at the moment, they're not cheating. No, they're no not cheating. No one's accusing it. it. It's not in the rules. They're it's just being parody. extremely smart. No, and it's a parody thing. It's it's like what happened with the, obviously, the, the ZF... They wanted everyone to uh, ZB. Sorry, they wanted everyone to bring a parity back. You know, you've got composites on top and the sides. We want to be able to do that too. Fair enough. That's that's by Tasmania. They all had it. Well, not all of them, but they had it by works, and then by round three, they had it all. Yeah. So it it'll be interesting to see what comes of it. You know, there was problems with the whole um, uh, center of gravity with uh, the Volvos as well. Mm Mm-hmm. So they ended up with steel plates, I think, bolted to the the center of the um, the engine blocks because they're a lot lighter and stuff yeah. like that. So there are this there is a precedent precedence of this. Do we need it? Well, I think do we you want can't it? have. Do you want it? Do you think they should regulate it? I think it's still a little early, to be honest. I think it's, it's a bit knee jerk. Yeah, I feel like you get two teams that obviously one team that was dominant last year. You know, apart from. Triple Eight were there as well. You know, they're renowned for doing a lot of other technical uh, development on their cars. Obviously, talking about Penske DJR, yeah. um, or DJR Team Penske, however you meant to say it. Uh, so they they're renowned for spending the money and and finding every way of making that car go fast. It doesn't surprise me that their car's fast. No, the one that surprised me a little bit and shows me maybe there is a bit of a center gravity thing going on. Also, the design of the cars have been, you know, designed very well to be aero efficient, but give the right amount of downforce. Is is obviously the Tickford cars the because fact they that went, from went from twenty second to fifth or fourth in the race. Yeah, yeah, and but we've we've seen um, we've seen people like Lowndes do that last year. Yeah, but but with the short ease. races as well, and yeah, you know, it's it's hard to say. I just I don't want them to be penalizing them so they can't win but if they want to bring them back yeah fair enough pull them back a bit no one gave a no one cried when they did it to volvo it was it, you know everyone yeah. just did, said well that's you know that's what it is you got to do you got to be fair on everyone and that you know it's the same now so. well i guarantee i mean nothing has publicly come out after this test 
Yeah, yes, but you never mate. know. It might come back. So and say it might it's come not back and go. Well, they might all be like, "All right, let's get some super heavy exhausts and like let's." Yeah. You know, other teams are not going to sit on their hands and doing nothing. Of course not. Of course not. It'll. It will. You're exactly right there. It will be. Maybe they'll learn also what's been done on these other cars. Mm. So it'd be interesting. Well, we did touch on Mostert in his great weekend, but he was crook. Very crook. He was fighting a, a good dose of the flu all weekend, uh, but unbelievable still in the car. Like He was doing he was, such a good job. He looked great. Like As much as I talked on like how did he drive from 22nd to 4th or whatever he finished, that was a fantastic drive. I'm cheering him on. Oh, he was doing a fantastic effort all weekend. And to see how sick he was, especially on the Sunday race, mm. like, I just, can we just start this race? I need to get, get going. Like, I can't sit here anymore. I he need the adrenaline going. And The shorter races and the format of Albert Park helped him a lot. Like, cause oh, he's like if imagine. we had to do a 200K race, I'd be like, nah, he'd yeah. be cactus. Yeah, he would have been destroyed. They would have been putting him on drip by the end of the uh, end of the weekend for sure. But yeah, he got through the weekend pretty well. Um, and he came away with come a away. Larry Perkins trophy. Yeah, yeah, big winner of the weekend. Um, obviously, bagged the most points, even though he only won one race. Um, but yeah, obviously that was for another reason. Another reason, which we'll chat on right about now. Yeah. Okay. So what happened on the form-up lap for race three, Michael? Two Mustangs took each other out. They did in didn't a they? very awkward position. Yes. It was around turn five. Now, have you seen the onboard footage? Uh, yes, of Scotty's. Oh, both of them. Both Sorry. of them. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you can see that Waters and McLaughlin were both very much to the left-hand side of the track. Now, I'm not sure why Waters wanted to pass Scotty because they're just going to the grid. So Waters come out and he basically said, I, you know, when we get to the... We do our form-up laps and we, we, we you know, warm the tyres up a bit. And when I get to the grid, um, my mechanics will depressurise the tyres to the right temperature, uh, to the right pressures, and they do a few other checks in the car. And he said, I just wanted to get to the grid so they could do it and, and not be rushed. Yeah. Well, it's that pretty point, unusual, but you normally go out and you sort of, you, you know, car orders sort of thing. So yeah. You, and it's not normally a race to the grid or anything no, like that. No, it's not. And so as Waters has gone to overtake Scotty because they're both on the left. So he's gone right. At the same time, Scotty's gone right. And they've made contact. Yeah. Right, you know, rear to the front wheel. Boom. Pluck the rear off Scotty's car. Yeah. Ruin the front of Water's car. And it was the first time since Hidden Valley Race 2 or 3 that we had a no no cars. Like this is Hidden yeah, Valley Race 1999. <laughs> yeah. That we had an empty front row. Yep. Two cars in the front row. And in Hidden Valley, they're both engines there. blew up. That's the reason why they didn't make it. Yeah. These ones, they come together. And yeah. it was really weird because I swear the coverage sort of just switched on with well, both cars in the pits. We had just finished qualifying, qualifying for Formula One. And w I'm sitting there going, is this a replay? What's what's going on? Is this a practice thing that's happened? Hmm. This happened one of the races. Have I missed something? What's going on? And no, it was not. It, it was genuinely happening live I think our in front chat of our sort eyes. of blew up when everyone's like, what the hell happened here? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, Show us a bloody replay already. The, even the commentators like, we've got to try and go to that because it's FOM do yeah. the, the telecast. So they pretty much control all the cameras. Yeah. And safety cars. That's why we didn't have the Vodafone, uh, Mustang Vodafone safety car this weekend. Yeah. But 
So the only footage they ended up getting was the judicial cameras off the cars. Yeah, exactly. Later on, yeah. I was hoping maybe a fan might have had a good video of it or something and posted up on the, you know. Yeah, there's nothing. I haven't seen anything see come anything. out. No, you're exactly right. No, they have never given up the footage. So mm. that's that's odd, isn't it? But either way, it ruined both their races. Bloody open, um, They both were in the shed. The teams worked furiously to maybe get them to start at the end of pit lane. But the races both started without them in the pit lane, so they had to. They were disqualified from the races, or DNS'd. Scotty was fuming. He was yelling expletives that Rihanna Creed said she could hear on the outside of the car. Now he's in a helmet inside a race car, mm. and she can still hear them. So up until that point, Scotty had won two races. Yes, two races plus the two in Adelaide. So he was on four on the trot, going yep. for five. He had won every race of the season. And then, obviously, he couldn't make the grid, so he didn't get to win that race. He he didn't get any championship points for that race. Uh, odds are he probably would have won that race, I think. Yeah. Um, with with his the way pace. that his form that he had this weekend, he was going to win that. Yeah. So he I was going to get four points. He won three out of the four races, and one of them he didn't start. So you do the maths. <laughs> um, it, so Chaz was pretty lucky in the end to get the, um, obviously, the Larry Perkins trophy. Um, but, you know, Good on Chaz still, but uh, yeah, it's it's brought the championship a little bit closer. Um, it has. For uh, obviously... Well, brought Wing, Wing Cup doing, back in. I yeah, think Wing, Wing Cup's, Cup's only like um, 30 odd points, points or yeah. something behind him. Like, Wing Cup is doing captain consistency. He is. He is. He's um, absolutely not smashing it out of the park or anything like that, but he's coming home on podiums all the time and uh, doing a really good job. So, oh, good on him. Do you feel like he put up the flag a bit when Mostert passed him, like, I think both Definitely. races. Definitely. He I just think. was like, you go, I'm not going to fight and waste my tyres and hold up both of us. Well, I, yeah, I think he was, you're going to pass me regardless. If I fight you, I'm just going to fall into the clutches of another Mustang and they're going to pass me. So you go, I'll try and stay with you uh, as far as I can. Try is yeah. the key word in this. Y- yeah, I'll try and stay you know, with you as much as I can and not lose the time. So, and he, you know, and that seemed to work for him as well. He didn't lose as many positions because of that. Do you know who I think the biggest loser was out of the race that had um the empty front row? BJR. They inherited basically pole position and somehow they just... We missed this. It's not on our run sheet. No, and, but I just remembered it. And you're exactly right. Um, little bit disappointed in the two BJR boys, to be honest. Mainly, obviously... Um, was it Slady that Slady, lit up yeah. his tyres off the start? Like he well, it, wasn't, it wasn't just that. It's the, it's the driving conduct between the teammates later on. A little Especially bit Especially coming on the, after the first lap and then... Running your team Percat off Percat the, got off, off the and then he just was nowhere after that. Well, he went back to about eighth or something like mm. that from second because Tim... One, he was fighting with his teammate, which you know maybe they shouldn't have done. Maybe they should have got their heads down. Maybe they should have pulled away from everyone because this was going to be a, a genuine one-two finish for them, which would have been unbelievable. Yeah. And then they threw it away by fighting, and then Slady run him out of room and put uh, Perkat on onto the grass. And, and he, he then he got stuck behind positions. the train. Yeah, absolutely got pushed back a long way. So... Um, I'm sure their heads would have been thoroughly knocked together once they were back in the in the garage. Um, Percat was very diplomatic. Oh, I didn't actually see any oh, of the post-race. post-race interview was very diplomatic. He said, oh, you know, these things happen. We'll get over it. It's all good. I'll punt him the next race. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Scafie, uh 
Scaifey wanted a bit of the Scaifey Ingle comeback uh, sort of thing, but I guess they're teammates, so he's got to keep it diplomatic. Well, BJR just in the other in the next race, they had to repair McCauley's car again. I know you got turfed off by um, Jacobs. Gary Jacobson. Now, what's your opinion on that? Look, it 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 was a bit of a racing incident. They both went for the same bit of real estate. Um, Gary could have lifted the throttle, but do you think Gary's seen that he was passing Simona? We're trying to. No, I think Gary was focused on the bumper bar and thought that he was just blocking him. So he was trying to stick it up the inside and prove a point. Um, you know, he was never going to get up the inside there. No, um, you, well, you weren't. McCauley probably had a bit more of a run on Simona than Gary did on McCauley. Uh, but neither of them were probably going to go up the inside. It was so they both probably hit. should have been a bit more patient. It was a big shunt. Considering they just that's a new chassis that they rebuilt in four days. Yeah, they've shortened that one up too. So that one's going to go back and get a bit of repair work done too. <laughs> yeah. Now, talking about cars giving a big shunt, old mate Jimmy's teammate, Jimmy oh. Golding, because we, 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 we noticed in Adelaide they kept calling him Jimmy, Jimmy. Golding. <laughs> so we're running with it. We're yeah. grabbing it and we're running Love with it. it. Love it. So, uh, so Mr. Stanaway. Stanaway. Look, that was a big uh, It was all because Lee, Lee bent his steering off the start. Yes, absolutely. I can I can see you can get frustrated with that. That, that. that does happen, but then the the contact that was subsequently dished out to Lee via Stanaway's front bumper was a little bit over the top. I think Mate, he almost fully like he Pip drove into the bat. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't just like see, an I accidental. Miss, un- I didn't see that at himself. the start because no, I was looking. Don't. I saw that later on the racing going. Why is Lee's car all banged up at the back? Yeah, yeah they did. I don't think they showed it live. So, but going through the footage later, and they, they, they obviously put up some replays of it, uh, he was definitely very much in the loud pedal um, into the back of Lee as they were going through the, I think it was turn... Through car park. Yeah, through the car park in the next session. Six, I think turn it is. Turn four? No. That would be one, two, three, four, five. It'd be turn five. Um, so, yeah, as they were going through there, you know, Absolutely nailing the back of him multiple times and staying in the throttle as Lee was Just sliding. up the back of the car. Yeah, and Lee come in very, very upset afterwards. He which is marched strange, down. And surprisingly, I think Stanaway was on his way up because they met in the in Rick Kelly's pits. Did they really? Yeah, I they met, they, they met at, um, in Kelly Racing is the pits that they discussed what was going on. <laughs> that's awkward and um yeah i'm pretty sure lee just gave him a piece of his mind and called him an imbecile and said you need to pull your head in you you're gonna you're gonna seriously hurt someone if you're gonna drive like that and it's true because it you know they're, they're carrying a fair bit of speed and you know you can have a bump and you know get a bit of a slide and get up the inside well, you might Fair send enough. him off but then you're going to send lee into someone else the 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 way he was doing it was uh, yeah basically he was going to turn him around at full speed <laughs> He stayed in the throttle that hard. So, anyway, you know, that's probably... $10,000 fine. Showing his mental position at this time as well. $10,000 fine and disqualified from that race. Yeah. And then had to start from pit lane for the following. I thought, when they were saying he's disqualified, I thought he was kicked out of the final race. Yeah, when I first read the the release from the stewards, I thought the same thing, to be honest. Um, 
but yeah, he got to race the last race, but obviously starting from pit lane, which going to hinder you a long way. Uh, I think the stewards did the right thing, but we need to kind of stomp that out. There's no need to... I don't mind a bit of bump and grind, for sure, and get, give it a bit of a serve, but the areas he was doing it were a little bit, you know, pushing it a little bit too far. We need to stop that. Do you think Gary shouldn't have been so support? I mean, Gary's got to support his drivers, but he come out and was pretty much like, well, bumping's racing. This is the reason why people are coming here. They're coming to see him and... I and I agree with Gary, but I also I don't think agree that people are coming there to see Stanaway race. So no, no, you're right there. I think yeah, th- there's a certain point where you got to say, Gary, be honest. Um, you got to be honest. If he keeps driving like this, he won't be driving in 2020. <laughs> yeah, he probably won't be driving by the end of the year. He'll go through too much money and bumpers and guards and everything else and bent rails and. Hope that bloke from Boost can really afford it. Well, they'll end up, they'll end up people giving him. Um, serves essentially because they'll be paying him back all the time for what he did last race meeting so be interesting to see what happens now last topic we've really got in supercars is shane van gisbergen's weekend from hell absolutely it went from bad to worse to just terrible from mechanical failures to they couldn't get the car set up right to during the first race when he went for that long run i was like good nice pick nice call i think the overcut at albert park works really well because the tire deg is quite high if you can yeah. get out you got the clear air you you know rubber at the end of the race is just it's good it's it's, it's fantastic to have yeah. yeah it gives you a chance to pass yep he was he was the fastest car on the track the only other car the next car that was as fast was scotty yeah started to move up through the field and then just all of a sudden i'm watching live timing he's just falling through the grid i'm like what what's happened to shane he's just pulled over and stopped Thought it was a transactional because apparently it was having issues on the um, shifting. Yeah. But turns out it was an engine. Yeah, engine failure. And they've got no excuses for it. They have no re- they have no understanding why it failed. No, they, they believe it's a broken camshaft and it's made valve to piston contact. Um, so it's absolutely Chernobyl'd the engine, in other words. <laughs> uh, but they don't know why. They've never had this failure before. Um they run KRE engines, which are very Did they only just move over to them? No, they've been running KRE for years. Oh, it was another Holden that's moved over to K- KR. Uh, KRE KRE's. is now with BJR, I think, is yeah. now using them, where they were using maybe Walkinshaw engines before or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so they've, they've moved over to KRE as well. But, yeah, they're, they're very reliable, good motor, strong motor. Um, you know, you don't, you don't hear about this. engines blowing up. Well, you don't win Bathurst with these motors, you know, having unreliable in a sprint race. Yeah. Yeah. They are built slightly different, the two motors, but, you know. And then after that, so he got a big fat zero of points in that race. Yeah. Yeah. And that, then that hurt he, big time, championship-wise. He had no qualifying pace this race weekend. No, he had set up woes from the start. That now, they're really chasing the Mustangs, so I think they're going down a few different setup wo- ways. And obviously, going to the twin spring, I think it's hurt these Commodores a lot more than it has other cars. Um, so, yeah, he's he's can't get his head around getting it set up right to get that one lap pace out of it. And then in the third race of the weekend, tyre came off, which was really odd because he said his fastest lap in the race two laps before his tyre came off. Yeah, that, it's really strange, isn't it? Because it's obviously not been rattled on tight enough, but it it's managed to stay on for... He did four laps before it came off. 
and went super quick. Yeah, yeah. So obviously he can he can drive uh, with a bit of an unstable <laughs> car underneath him because yeah he did a great job and then the wheel um, obviously come off when they were going into the fast section and then bounce along the concrete wall. Now they've been Triple Eight have been fined. I don't know how much, and I think thirty docked, championship thirty points. championship points and five thousand dollars. I think was the fine. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, well, it's this big safety risk. And we, oh, it's we a huge safety risk. You could have easily... I was really surprised that no one hit the tyre or it didn't roll out and, you know, get collected by a car and then I'll go over a fence or something like that. Well, yeah, and there's officials right there and obviously we don't want to go too far into it, but it is a track where officials have been hit by a tyre before and, mm. uh, and you know, you got to take this stuff very seriously and, and I think the, the stewards have done so and, and, and penalise them, you know, Rightly. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's, you know, you need to do it. You need to stamp out stuff like this. You can't have tires falling off cars. Yeah. But that was supercars for the weekend. You know, overall, Scotty Mack is leading the championship. Three wins. Um, Mostert did get the Larry Perkins trophy, like we said. And I think, yeah, Win Cup, surprisingly, I think he finished second overall that weekend. Yeah. So, so it shows um, you how much a yeah. DNF hurts. Because oh, you go, absolutely. Scotty won three races. And he didn't, and Win Cup didn't win a race and finished second. Yeah, 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 it, it is. It's it's um, crucial. DNFs kill kill your championship big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Scotty's obviously unbelievable streak he's going on at the moment, it didn't hurt him as much. But, you know, you've got to feel for Shane where it was something that was out of his control both times. Yeah. Um, really have put a big dent in his championship. He's pretty much resigned now to either having a a stellar next few races coming up or by mid-season he's going to be out of the race really and he's going to have to be supporting Royal, trying to take points off Scotty. Yeah. All right, let's jump into Formula 1. And first off, let's... um, The whole event started off on a very sad note. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Um, Charlie Whiting is a sure most of you guys are aware that he passed away was it thursday night yeah uh i think it was wednesday, yeah, thursday, night, night. thursday night yeah like he was at the the launch for the supercar season which was a fantastic event did you watch any of it no i didn't neither did i <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was good i did see a few highlights and stuff on um youtube and twitter and stuff like that that you know lots of people huge turnout huge yeah, turnout first time they've done a season launch event there you go. Um, Federation Square was packed. There you go. Okay. Um, they got all the drivers out, I, see, I think, except the finished ones. Like, I couldn't see... Mark Webber did a big selfie yeah. with all the drivers, and I couldn't see Bottas or um, Kimi in the <laughs> photos, so I think they've gone to a pub somewhere. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, yeah, Charlie, pa- uh, Charlie Whiting passed away that night. Yeah. Um, a shock to everyone, really. Yeah, he's still obviously uh, quite young. I think he was 66. 66. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to put a big dent in the Formula 1 community because he has obviously been such a big part of the community for so long. Either, you know, he started, started as a mechanic. in 78 or 77? Yeah. He's worked for multiple teams. He, Yeah, it's, it's the list of stuff he's done with Formula 1 is it, it's amazing. He's been such a big part of the FIA for so long like as the drivers basically can approach him and talk to him. Well, he's been doing he's been the race director since 1997. He was also a technical director of Formula 1 
and he had the respect of all the drivers. Absolutely, and I, I actually really now I value it more. But the last couple of years, they've done a bit of the filming of the driver briefings, mm. and Charlie is in control of the the driver briefings, and just watching him interact with the drivers and stuff like that. And he does, and it, it's, and then listening to what the drivers said this weekend, obviously about him passing and how they really valued him because he'd always listened to them. And, um, you know, even though, you know, there's that famous incident where Vettel gave Charlie some messages uh, and stuff yeah. like that. But, you know, they do that at the heat of the moment. Yeah, and they, they really did value him. They really did. And it, it was interesting to watch him um, work with the, with the drivers and stuff like that. So, it's gonna be he's gonna be sadly missed. Mm. So thoughts and prayers to um the family and everyone involved that you know. Yes, it's it's sad, but Michael Messi, Massi, 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 yeah. Michael yeah. Massi is now the race director. Yeah, he's so he's so he stood in as interim director for now um until they decide. I think he I thought he got promoted because he was already doing he was doing five events this year as race director. Yeah, okay, okay. So he was sort of like deputy race director, and I think yep. they're moving in because they. They had a contingency plan for when Charlie Whiting was going to resign. Retire, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, we had to bring that forward. And something that when, you know, the pr- before the race, they had all the videos and, you know, everyone talking about it. They had Bernie there. Isn't he looking really, really old now? Well, he is pretty old. <laughs> yeah, but I swear he wasn't that old two years ago when he... Old, I mean, I know it was two years ago, but... <laughs> Well, you know, he's just got like more than a billion dollars, so he's just up there partying it around in a pizza and uh, aging quickly, I guess. <laughs> oh, he's just like, I've got nothing to do now. I'm just he's starting to look like very much like an old man. <laughs> but anyway, let's, we've sad thoughts over. Let's jump into the Formula One. It was fantastic to see the cars on the track. And now on Friday during practice one that I actually got to watch. So, see, it was worth watching the Formula 1. Couldn't watch the V8s and miss, miss practice 1. Mm-hmm. Hamilton was only three one-hundredths up on Vettel. And I thought, cool. Charles was bugger all behind Vettel. Bottas was down sixth. I was like, this is great. It's going to be a good year. Ferrari has turned it on. We've done well. Testing has proved that it wasn't a fluke. Ferrari, you know, are real contenders this year. Qualifying came and bloody the sandbags came out. And um, I think Mercedes actually brought a whole truck for their sandbags. (laughs) They did. They actually had a a funny photo. (laughs) 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 See the sign there, wind tunnel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that is a hilarious photo. It's a photo of... A big pile of sand right out the front of the Petronas Mercedes um, workshop with basically the sign saying, you go to the wind tunnel, you go to here. Reception. Uh, reception, <laughs> goods inwards and wind tunnel. And there's um, Hamilton, Toto, Bottas, all filling up sandbags. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you should share that to our Facebook. I people. just shared it to you. So ah, okay, maybe so put it up with you. The, we'll we'll the put episode. that up on the <laughs> put that up on the Facebook, but yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> um, wow, though, really, they yeah, really they, they, turned it on. They really did. Uh, there's been a few rumors going around, maybe that there was a bit of Ferrari have developed their car after um, testing. testing and maybe gone the wrong way, gone down the wrong philosophy path with the car, and it it's it's just not handling. What blew me away, and I think all the 
all the presenters were the same as well um, over the weekend, is how good the Ferrari looks. When it, it looks like it responds well, it turns yeah. in, it, it's smooth around the corners, it looks like it squats nice and accelerates off the corner. It's just not it looks like a really good race car. Yet, the Mercedes is bouncing and you can see the steering wheel like jerking around in the, steer, in, the, in the cab, obviously. So, it's, it's amazing that <laughs> they weren't the opposite way around because it's quite a margin in the end. It wasn't just like half a tenth or a tenth. No, it was like six tenths up, like... But it was the same gap as last year. But they just... I still... I was more confident last year with a Ferrari. Mm, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy um, how big that gap is. Obviously, we need to remember, you know, Albert Park's a bit of a strange circuit. It's a little bit bumpy, but it is a street <laughs> track. But it is a... It is not it's a, a fast street track. flowing street. It's like a really fast Monaco. Yeah. Can't pass. But... Yeah, so... It, it is it is odd, so we'll judge it. We more should on take the next Formula meeting. One off Melbourne, bring it back to Adelaide. <laughs> you reckon? I don't. Re- I don't know how the cars would like that. They'd be. S- you'd have to change the chicane or something because they. I think it'd be a procession going in there on the first lap. Well, the Formula Ones is the. Fir- you know when we were there, we yeah, saw it. Further. There's the further chicane. Yeah, but yeah, mm. it'd be fantastic. Senna could do it. Yeah, well, they they could do it just. The cars don't really like it. <laughs> we wouldn't get turn eight because you'd have to go back to the old track. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. You'd Imagine the Formula One at turn eight. Yeah. Bang. <laughs> Imagine when it goes wrong. <laughs> turn eight. Oh. <laughs> oh, that would be so bad. Yeah. Anyway, that's not happening because Melbourne just steal everything. <laughs> Apparently. Sporting capital of Australia, mate. Yeah. And then if you believe all the rumors and stuff like that and every news article that comes out around this time of year, they're like, Sydney's like, we want the Formula One. We're going across the Harbour Bridge. Yeah. Sydney's such a... Back across the bridge. <laughs> you use the bridge twice. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what they want to do in Miami. Really? Yeah. One of them, yeah, they go across the bridge, turn around, come back again. <laughs> like, that's good for spectators. Yeah. <laughs> because you can see lots on the bridge. Well, imagine you could do a bridge walk. That'd I'll be bump, popular yeah. that weekend. I bet it would. I bet you'd be paying very, very high price <laughs> to do it over that weekend. Anyway. You'd get your, your 20 people up there and just <laughs> watch. Anyway, that's not happening. No. Let's go back to the Formula One. In qualifying, someone that impressed me quite a bit was rookie Lando Norris. Did a fantastic job. Obviously, those McLarens are actually looking quite good this year. Mm. Except when they catch on fire, but we'll touch well, on that a bit later. Yeah, that that was a bit of disappointment, but um, yeah, they are looking quite good. Uh, Lando did a great job with his. What do you get? P C um, seven. I think it's seven. Nine. <laughs> anyway, I I don't have the website up, so we just he did get top ten, and Zach Brown was definitely telling you that the reason why Saints was out is because he got caught up with Kubica with his tire blow, which I didn't even see his tire blow. No, they showed it in the replays. They didn't show it live. Yeah. Um, he clipped the wall coming out of turn six or seven, I think it is. And he clipped the outside wall as he was accelerating and didn't really see much of that. And just like, oh, okay, he clipped the wall. And then later they go back to a replay of him going off on like turn seven mm. across the grass <laughs> with his tire exploded. So he obviously come back on and, um, and buggered up the sciences. Yeah. Uh, yeah is Unfortunate right. for him. But, you know, with how the race turned out, who cares where you qualified? Yeah, yeah. It was unfortunate with that car. You see how quickly the paint started peeling? Yeah. I, 
it amazed me that there wasn't fireys there quicker with how close it was to all the supercar pits and all it was that. Right in front of the supercar pits. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, come on, someone spray this car down. It's, it's melting. I think it's one thing, though. When you're on the side there, it probably wasn't all that long. It's no. What, no we right. seen it catch on fire coming around the final section. Yeah. So we knew it was on fire, but the, the marshals wouldn't have known. How chill was Carlos? Just, just sitting in the car. This car's on fire. There's fire licking out of it smoke everywhere. Smoke coming out of the airbox. Yeah. And he's just like, man, 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 undo my belts. Oh, don't drop that. Oh, better take the steering wheel off. I'll oh, get this headrest out. Oh, yeah. Just stand up in here. Oh, that's a pretty big fire. I might <laughs> get out now. <laughs> Did he go back and put the seat, uh, the Did steering wheel the back, steering in the back on the car? <laughs> like, mate, just step away. It's it's really on fire, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I would take that steering wheel with me. You're like, why? I'm like, oh. <laughs> It's sure all that's it's left. Just, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah. It's all that's left. <laughs> no, yeah. they they did a good job. They've got the fire out and under control, which is good. Uh, and where he parked it, they ended up managing to get away with that. I was hoping for a safety car, to be honest. They need a sign for that race. Yeah. We'll, we'll touch on that. So let's jump into the race. At the start, what happened to Hamilton off the line? Not much. I think Bottas got... A flyer, but... Bottas yeah. got an absolute cracker off the line. Yeah. I don't think it's so much what Hamilton, Hamilton didn't did really do too bad. He got a little bit of wheel spin, but nothing yeah. much. But I think that second phase off the start, just... Bottas yeah. was gone. Yeah. Obviously, Hamilton had to turn his steering wheel to try and defend and stuff like that. So, it's going to slow him down a little bit. I always look at that starting grid and you're like, I swear, it's like always P2 that comes out. P2's in a good spot. Well... In the last it's on the inside. six years. But it's uh, off the racing line. Yeah, uh, so in the last six years, I think it's... P- now P1 has never won it. Seven years, five times uh, P1 has not won. Yeah, and Hamilton's won. He has qualified six, first six times in a row, and this is his eighth pole position in yeah. Albert Park. Yeah, so... Uh, not working out for Hamilton, obviously, with last year with Vettel and then this year with Bottas. So. Charles actually got... Charles Leclerc got a fantastic start. He did, he did. They actually did an interesting strategy with him, too. I thought it was a bit strange that I no think he did, did a that. much more racier strategy. Well, they I think they were too aggressive with Vettel and they just destroyed his race. Well, why do they go for the undercut? They went for it. They went for the undercut, but they went so bloody early. It was they ridiculous. They won last year because of the overcut. Yeah. You would think, like, hang on, overcut works quite well here. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it blew me away because I'm going, oh, it's a bit early. You get home from the end. Your tyres are going to be toasted, mate. And, yeah, anyway, Charles did a great job of looking after his tyres. Yeah, I mean, Charles did a great job not to crash into... <laughs> around turn one and two. Oh well, did he or did he? <laughs> should he have not gone there? Because <laughs> he was very close. That was a. Oh. I think the move was on, but not against your teammate. Yeah, yeah. I think he was, especially going, going up against a four-time world champion as your teammate, and you're really in your, you know, your first race. Could have made team. a lot of Ferrari and X fans. <laughs> yeah, um, he's still my boy. So, no, no, I think he did a great job over the weekend. He still needs to work on a few things. I think his consistency is not there. He drove off the track a couple times. He did. He um, dropped off like that run around coming into turn one, and he just, boom, shot straight off, lost like five seconds, and that pretty much is the reason why he couldn't get past Vettel. 
Well, the team had told him he wasn't allowed to pass. Yeah, but I think if he was there, he would have almost got it in the pits. Yeah. I think what the the big problem was he, he's got to get his consistency up. The team is not going to favour him until he's beating Patel in qualifying and looking consistently in the races. We're obviously only one race that we can't <laughs> really judge him too much. Um, he's going to get better as the season goes on. And I think by the end of the season, he's going to be a real contender. Uh, probably even mid-season, once he gets used to the team, his engineers and everything, he's, he's going to be really, really good. Um, just there's a lot of outcry about why Ferrari didn't let him pass and, and whatnot. But it's... Which is because they're Ferrari and Vettel's number one and Charles is number two. Yeah. Like it's, it's just common exactly knowledge. Right. Like, what are, we, what are we even worrying about here? I, well, I recently um, listened to the, the audible book of um, uh, Ross Braun. Mm-hmm. And he was obviously instrumental in, in the Ferrari's heyday of them winning multiple back-to-back championships with Michael Schumacher. And he basically said, he's, he's one of the people that started this philosophy with Ferrari. You have a number one. Why spread your points out? Yeah. You want your points to all go to one driver. Why spread them out between two drivers? It doesn't make sense. Um, you know, you're in this elite game where you've got to win. And, and I understand his p- point of view, but it is kind of unsporting as well. So I understand everyone's point of view. But he said to um, Rubens, if you start to really challenge Michael, we're going to give you a chance. But you need to beat him. We can't have you just being just nearly as fast as him and yeah, give yeah. you that chance. You're not going to get it unless you're dominant. So, um, and that was an interesting thing to hear him put into words and actually, you know, where it all started there. And it, you can see it here right now. They're still running the same philosophy. Like, if you're going to be faster and you're going to win us the championship, we'll put all our eggs in your, you know, in your in basket. basket. But mm-hmm. until, if you're inconsistent and maybe you're faster at one track, but you're not at the next track, we're going to put him in the other basket where well, he moment, banks the points. It's, it's too early to tell. Like, we've had one race. We can't talk about consistency with one race. No, but you can talk about consistency as in he didn't qualify very well compared mm-hmm. to Sebastian. He went off the track multiple times with unforced errors, not... No, these were all driver errors. The yeah, they were all driver it. errors. They weren't under pressure. They were just him pushing, missing a braking marker and going white. Uh those sorts of things are not going to look good for the next... Even if he beats Sebastian in the next race, they're still going to be looking back on this stuff. Yeah. It's going to take a few races of him being consistent for them to really give him that opportunity. And he's number two. He was employed as a number two. Everyone he knows, knows that. It. Yeah, and he knows it. And there's nothing... I'm not being derogative towards him because I actually want him to win because I really like Charles. He seems like a really good kid. Um, and he's, you know, just, he's, uh, he's got that magic, I think. Yeah. I think he will really he'll be a world champion contender for sure within not long. I think it would be a good battle to see him and Max. Yeah, well they're obviously the future, you know. Vettel and Hamilton Max of 5 to 10 years left in them. Max. Oh, Max. Yeah. So they're going to be the new Especially after this year where Bottas just wipes the floor with Hamilton. I think <laughs> Hamilton will quit. Well, well, it'd be interesting to see, wouldn't it? We haven't even touched on We've start. been lefting. We didn't want to touch on this. It was very sad. As an Aussie, I'm surprised like the stands were left em- like filled after the start of this race. I actually was too. I watched the whole race. I'm like, everyone stayed. <laughs> if, like, this if this was happened, if this Brazil, was Spain with Alonso, yeah, they would have gone. Yeah, you know, back in the day when Senna crashed, 
everyone left Brazil. <laughs> yeah, well, you only need to look at like the um, where they used to race. What was that street race in Europe, in Spain? That was a street track, Valencia. Ah, oh, Valencia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where um, Alonso crashed out, and literally you watch grandstands empty. Yeah, passionate supporters. Absolutely. Yep. You'd fit in well. <laughs> <laughs> I stay. <laughs> I stay. I suffer through it. I, don't I get up stay. and give a standing ovation. <laughs> I may check the internet and check the footy scores sometimes, but <laughs> I stayed. Uh, Paid funny. big money for these seats. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a die-hard fan, but I'm also a tight ass. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, uh, Ricardo, great start off the line. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'd coming up, challenging a couple other cars. It was uh, there was a Force India in front of him. Yeah, maybe he shouldn't Perez. take to the grass. Well, he that's wasn't what I watched on my taking the grass. I don't think he was kind of coming up on the inside of Perez, and then Perez was kind of ushered across by Ricardo's teammate um, Hockenberg. Uh, had moved him over, and and Ricardo obviously couldn't really see through Perez's car to see that Hockenberg had then left him enough room. So they. They didn't really. He didn't even need to go on the grass in the end. There was there was just enough room for a car on the on the on the black stuff, but you know the way the car jinked towards him, he obviously went react. I am I am gonna you know save the car and and to be honest, you wouldn't expect that side to be that bumpy. You'd think it'd be pretty flat. The amount of time you see cars go off two tires like that and never break anything. No, and especially with all this talk about these new big front wings, and you're like, boom, first one gone. You seen the onboard? Yeah, you don't yeah. even see the wing. Yeah, like, you can't see the wing from the onboard footage. I might bet he. That's you can tell he didn't realize he lost his wing until <laughs> until <laughs> he went to break. Yeah, and he's like, oh, oh, oh. I love so that lucky interview. he didn't spear any other cars. Well, he did such a good job to um, obviously yeah, do his own ABS going on there. Yeah, brake lock, brake lock, brake lock. Um, I love the interview. I, I think it was him talking to the Dutch. It's the one he swore in about yeah, the, the, yeah. the reporter. And he's like, I actually think I made up quite a few places going into turn one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> I don't know if it was the flaming front tires that everyone was like, whoa, 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 whoa give him some room. <laughs> Ricardo's gone on one of those late braking maneuvers. <laughs> Very late braking. Um, unfortunately, that just pretty much ruined his race. It ruined the front wing. Is Barge boards were destroyed. Yeah. Um, he obviously had a very slow in-lap because it happened on the front straight, so he had to do a whole lap with no front wing. Bit and Kvitsa's lost tires. his front wing as well on the yep. opening lap. Yeah. So, unfortunately, not great. Uh, he come out a minute 22 behind, I think, which is not that basically far up. Uh, yeah, well, he got lapped by Bottas on, like, lap seven or something. It wasn't... Yeah. So... Not a, not a great start to the championship. He he obviously come away with pretty much saying that what he said last year. You know, we need to scale back what I'm doing. I'm always wrecked when I come to my home race. You hear what um, Cyril said to him? Needs to get some thicker skin. Yeah, okay. It's like he's racing in mid-pack now. He needs to learn his pecking order in the, super, in the Formula 1 now. He's not in the big three. There you go. What was that about? Oh, just him just... They asked him why, you know, what Ricardo thought of the whole incident and stuff like that and yeah. what was going on. And the view maybe is a bit too aggressive off the start and he needs to remember what car he's in. Yeah, okay. That is, that's interesting. I thought they employed him because he was the best overtaker in the field. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, but then it was like, it was pretty much just a big 
hate article. Yeah, okay. It's one of those ones. But, you know, the biggest thing, I think it was one small, I oh, needs a bit thicker skin just to remember where he's at and let's not take everything to heart. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you're in the midfield now. Where This is where the real battle is happening. Well, which is, is that is be, the closest be, bit of the racing. It's going to be... It's. I thought about it at the start of the weekend. I actually thought to myself, and I couldn't wait for the race for this reason. It's going to put him in a real race again. Yeah, not because really he was... Teammate. Yeah. So he's going to have more battles this year than he has for a while. So this is... It's going to be good watching, and the, the midfield is so close. Like, they missed out on Q3 by, like, hundredths of a second. Two tenths or something and he was like it was there or two hundreds two hundreds two hundreds and he's like it was there and, and he lost two hundreds like less than a tenth to the he team. lost that time in sector one he's like oh, it, it, the, the more than a tenth in that time one, he yeah. needed was in the car yeah. it was driver error that was the reason why he didn't get into q3 yeah and that shows how close it's going to be all year for them so the has are actually pretty good now we go back last year. Haas were really good in in Melbourne last year, but they're not they're very good in the pits. Well, I don't know. They get they need a bit of oil, those guys, because they get a bit it's the squeaky. Same wheel. I swear it was the same wheel. Yeah, they get a bit squeaky over the off season. <laughs> oh, and the stupid thing is, on Martin's grid walk, they I interviewed good to sound like. So the wheels are going to stay on this time. Yes, yes, better. yes. We've been practicing. And then what happened? Yes, I know. Unbelievable. I can't believe that's happened. Mm. That was crazy. If that's the same mechanic, I'm sorry, mate, but time to go. Different. Maybe grid. maybe get front jack man or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Move on to a different part of the t- the, the car. <laughs> Red Bull did a fantastic stop this did weekend. They? I didn't even notice it. Gasly 2.13. There you go. It's fastest good stop in it. <laughs> fastest, fastest pit stop of the race. Gasly had a shocking qualifying, but actually, uh, it was, he had a pretty big battle this weekend. Moving up did. through the field, and they got he stuck did. behind. Um, he he obviously had the qualifying Kivia. where he didn't get out of Q1. Yeah, that was interesting, it's, wasn't uh, it? First time that they've done that in a long time. Um, so yeah, no, he copped he, a lot of slack. Like he copped a lot of for that. Yeah, but it was it was a team decision. It wasn't really his fault. He went out one set of tires. The team said, "Well, that's going to be above the cutoff, so you're fine. Don't go out again." Everyone went out again, and the track just evolved. Mm. Re- a ridiculous amount um and obviously he got caught out you know and it, they paid the price they started way down the back and then we got to watch him passing cars which was nice which was good yeah. now we haven't actually talked about bottas but he absolutely dominated this race from start to finish you would have thought that the other person one, was in the other car yeah from turn one he just drove the wheels off it didn't he fantastic yep. i was i was no, like no go mistakes. bottas you know, it this made is me feel like the old days. I was about to say, you know, what it made me feel like Bottas when he was driving for Williams when Williams had half a chance. Yeah, smooth, just dominant. Well, even Bottas in GP two. Yeah, I never actually watched that much GP two back then, so I can't really say. I've yeah. watched a few highlights and stuff of it, and when he got out in those positions, it was a bit like when we were watching Bryce in Adelaide last week, uh, that weekend. Yeah, when he's out in front. See you later. Yeah, goodbye. But he he's had the options previously to get out to get out in front, but couldn't couldn't get that on the thing. But apparently Hamilton's car had some unknown floor damage. Yeah, they just from what? Yeah, I know. I, um, I'm asking some questions there. It'd be interesting to know. I wish they released more information. Um, but yeah, 
you know, his pace didn't seem that bad. He just didn't have the flash of normal, mm. um, which was weird. Yeah, it'd be interesting it's to it's see Bottas how he with goes the beard. Next. It's the yeah. beard. Bottas has found an extra couple of tenths this year, and it's good. Mm-hmm. It's going to put the pressure on Hamilton. Well, we need someone to take the championship race to each other because I don't think Ferrari are really in it. Ferrari the aren't <laughs> in it. And, well, you know, good Max. good on Red Bull <laughs> yeah. and Honda to get a podium. You see those Honda guys, the engineers? No, I didn't. The two actually. Japanese guys? They were almost crying they were that happy. Well, it was their first pod- first Honda podium since... Hybrid era. Yeah. Well, I think since Braun. There you go. But they weren't even Hondas. They were Mercedes. Oh, so it must have been before that. So Braun brought... The Braun so brought uh, Honda uh, pulled out. Ah, look. Mate. Yeah, see, yeah. Do you want to spot... Is this episode sponsored by Audible? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, no, th- he so he took over the Honda team. Yeah, because Honda pulled out and they... Well, they Mercedes, yeah, and then he somehow got the McLaren team to agree that he could be given a Mercedes works engine as well. And he did. He got it and then they won the championship. And that's why they had the number 22. Diffuser. And they had number 22, which was given out to the cars that finished last. Yeah, okay. There you go. Yep, well. Well, wh- another thing I quickly want to touch on because we are running pretty much to our schedule. We're going to finish up shortly. Yep. This fastest lap point. I thought, interesting? I thought at the start, like, who gives a rats about this one point? It's actually two points. It's one point for the driver, one point for the team. Yeah, okay. Everyone was going for it. It was the biggest talking point right at the end of the race. Well, it made it really interesting. And I think it could be more interesting the later in the year when we go to... When points actually start to matter. Oh, and well, not that points don't matter now, but... Yeah, no, but you're right. When it comes down to, the, you know, maybe the championship's only two points apart and you want to get close, um, you know, maybe you're going to win the race, but you're still one point behind. You can equal it. Typical drivers, like Bottas, like, oh, I want 26 points. Yeah. Why? Well, well, I you wa- could give 25 points would have been good. 26 is better. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I come into the pits and get new tyres and come back out? And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to take the risk of a pit stop going wrong. Yeah. He's like, but I have a gap. And they're <laughs> like, no, you're not coming in and doing it. Don't do it. Well, Toto wasn't super stoked. No, he wasn't. It was actually something I was interesting. In. I know it's probably being quoted out of context. context. But yeah, Toto's apparently unhappy with both the drivers. He specifically... They said... Talked about... If we are in the top three, we do not go for the fastest lap. They said it's not worth the risk. Yeah. So, uh, and both... He's like, everyone was after it. Yeah. I'm surprised. My See, this is one of the things I was biggest surprised with Ferrari is... Leclerc had so much pace. I understand why they didn't allow him to pass ha- uh, Hamilton, allow him to pass Vettel. Why not? Didn't he have drop a gap? Back? He had a three, two to two point eight to three second gap. Oh no, but he didn't have a gap to take new tires. No, he had enough gap. They were the only ones like for. Because the only days. other te- the <laughs> only other person that was thinking about it because Christian Gasly. Horner said, "Yeah, we were thinking about pulling Gasly in." Putting a new set of soft tires on it. This is the first weekend too. We just had soft, medium, hards, even though they were super soft, softs and <laughs> yeah, mediums. Um, that we were going to put Gasly in, pull him in, put a set of softs on it, go out, mate. Real Mercedes day. Yeah. You're out of top ten, so you could only. If you the guys that don't know, we get the top ten. We get a fast a point for the fastest lap. 
Now, but you only get that if you finish in the top 10. So if you finish outside of the top 10 and get the fastest lap, then that point's disappeared. Yeah. No yeah. one gets it. Yep, that's exactly right. So there's 26 points, uh, I think, this year. 26, 26 yep. Um, but it's No, not 21 points up for grabs. 26 points is what Bottas got. Ah, sorry, yep. Yep, you're right. So, but not all of them will go off because someone out of the top 10 might might take mm. a point away. Obviously, if you're having a really bad race, you've got some front damage, maybe come in, fix the car a bit, send it out with some good tyres, destroy that chance that someone can get that fastest lap. Which you look at it, like Ricardo and that used to get fastest laps when they were not in yeah, contention. Or, yeah, Ricardo got quite a few last year. So it will be interesting to see how that plays out over the year because that... Yeah, I, like I said, I thought Leclerc was going to go for it. Mm. He might as well take that point off Mercedes. But is it like they're all talking about this such a big risk? Is it more that the drivers are risking to? Well, I think going to make an error. Turning engine modes up for one. Mm -hmm. um, so you you're putting more high power mileage on the engine, and also yeah, if you're driving at a hundred percent, you know, hundred and ten percent. You're going to be pushing harder. You could have a failure of some sort. You could blister a tire. You could do all sorts of things. All right. So we pretty much have finished up. Thank you very much for your good explanations. But we are now <laughs> looking at the points. or well not points. We're going to do our predictions. Prediction time, hey? Prediction time. We don't have to worry about supercars, so we don't have to fight over Scotty. But we are going to Bahrain in nine days as of recording. Okay. Oh, quick one. The bad news. How much do you believe that Alonso wants to come do Bathurst? I believe that he wants to do it. I don't believe anyone will pay him enough to do it. Yeah. That's the problem with Bathurst. It's a great event and everyone wants to do it. And it's a very prestigious event. But he's going to want millions to come. And, you know, I just don't see him getting paid enough. He's, he's got enough money. Can't he just do it because I want to do it? Well, my big thing that I was talking to, to Jess about is maybe if the Andretti cars... Uh, Andretti United, Walk and Andro Andretti United, Walk and Andretti, Andretti United. United. Cars. Wow. Yeah, if, if they can get them competitive enough, it's very possible because he's still under contract with obviously United, mm -hmm. you know, with uh, McLaren. Uh, so it is definitely possible that that could happen. I don't think he's going to do it in their current car. No, no I don't think so either. I I wouldn't hold your breath on it, but you know if everything aligns, he seems like the type of guy that really wants to tick off his bucket list. Now he's got all the money, he's done the accolades, That's he just wants like to win all the big races. You know, he's not the richest guy in the world, but God, he's not struggling. No, I doubt he goes to a supermarket himself. No, so why not come? Like I'm pretty sure he could get a paid for drive. Like he wouldn't have to pay anything. No, of for the weekend. Not. No, he'd get paid handsomely. He'd be probably the top paid driver out there. Mm. You'd bring just in with the, the publicity. Yeah. So who would you team up with? Um, Courtney. Nah, you do him as wild card. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. Nah, I don't think you'd put him in. You don't reckon? Nah, nah, nah. You'd put him in with another. So you pay. He'd have the, his own sponsors, obviously, but like people would be diving on the car. Or You'd make a lot of money out of the car. So. Put him in with Ricardo. There's fifty-fifty chance of him doing about the supercar outing. Apparently, there you go. Um, which I he would not be allowed to not drive a Renault, but which is a Nissan. <laughs> well, Castro. Nah, I honestly, Ricardo's never doing Bathurst until he finishes Formula One. Yeah, 
he was probably more likely to do it if he was with Red Bull than he would have been with with Renault. And somehow if they moved Japan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's that's thing. So we don't know who we're going to rec- uh, Lonzo would team up with, but I think it would definitely be a wildcard entry. Him and maybe another international driver and just take the rear wing out of it and make him go fast. <laughs> so who's your tip for Bahrain? Bahrain. I feel like Hamilton's going to have a chip on his shoulder. Yep. And he's going to come back and win it. I feel like that's what it's going to be. You don't think Ferrari going to... Ferrari... They could be. We, this is going to be the very hardest time of the year with Formula 1. It'll change probably up and down the next two or three rounds. So, mm. But I'm gonna, with the pace deficit they had, six tenths, yep. I, I think we've got to go with, um, with him. With Hamilton. All right. Apologies for last week, guys, and I'll try and cut this bit out when we do it. For the typing, um, it was very loud. So <laughs> I'm going to write these down on paper and then I will transcribe them onto the digital form. <laughs> so I'm thinking that Bottas is just, he's the man to beat. Yeah, well, it, I hope so. So hope I'm so. going Bottas. I hope so. I hope I'm wrong. Because, well, we can't all go Hamilton. I and I... I, I I would like to see Ferrari up there, but I just I've got too much doubt. Well, t- everyone seemed too, too gobs- Everyone was gobsmacked. Yeah, like Ferrari's wall was shaking their heads when they watched the Mercedes finish their lap. Yeah, it was like, where the bloody hell did that come from? Yeah. So, yeah, maybe if Ferrari can close the gap, then I'll start thinking more Ferrari. But at the moment, I think, oh God, Mercedes have just done it again. But yeah, I, I like, I mean. I know we can always just go and like, oh, this is one race, but I hope Bottas can really take it to Hamilton. I feel and like his he's messages going to this on the year. radio was like, nah, he's not going to be pushed around. He's fighting for his seat. If he doesn't fight, it's he's out and Ocon's in next year. Well, there's a lot of reports coming around lately that Ricardo might have signed a deal that's actually uh, got a out clause if he can go to Mercedes. So th- Renault allow that. I don't know. Maybe they're pretty They probably are like, you're not going Mercedes. Yeah, all right, we'll put that in there. So it was this, if Bottas left, I think it was. Oh, okay. Because apparently there was some sort of talks with Mercedes as well. Um, that they wanted to stay with Bottas for one more year and Ricardo didn't want to stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. So. Oh. Anyway, we'll be back um, not next week, week after. So thank you very much, guys, for joining us. Um, if you have anything you want to write into the show, feel free, you know, hit us up on our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late, or you can write into our email address at breaking late at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, cool. We'll see you guys in a fortnight. Catch see ya. Bye. Bye.